You're listening to the Crypto Curry Club podcast with Erica Stanford. Our guest today includes Andy Leon, chairman at Big One Exchange. This episode of Crypto Curry Club is brought to you by Plaid. Plaid.com. Hey everyone, thank you very much for joining us. We're um, here talking about open banking and how open banking uh, can benefit the world of, of credit and is also disrupting the, the traditional model of, of credit and, and lending based on credit. Um, so it's sponsored by uh, Plaid or Plaid. So thank you very much to, to Plaid, uh, an open banking uh, network for providing um, their, their service and for supporting this series. And we're joined here by Andy Lian, who's chairman of the big one, uh, exchange big one crypto exchange and he's also chief digital advisor to mongolia um so andy thank you very much for joining us and he has a wealth of expertise in in both the, the crypto space and in the wider um banking and, and technology spaces so andy thank you very much for joining us sir thank you for having me and so first question to to ask you because i mean you're obviously very used to dealing with people both in the crypto space and and in traditional technology could you just give an overview uh for us just briefly of of what open banking is and and how how this is really bringing some disruption and some benefits to the traditional roles of of things like lending and and credit sure no problem let let me start by um saying what what is open banking i think i think in in my in, in, in my in my take, you know, open banking is a, is a is more like a banking practice that allows a third-party financial service provider to assess consumer banking and financial data uh, via an uh, application, maybe you know, or via API, for example. And then and then many would ask, you know, what what kind of benefits are there for open banking? I think um, maybe I break this down into three different, different parts. Uh, for, for financial provider, uh, at, the, at the top of the chain, open banking will allow financial service provider to significantly innovate uh, on their product offerings to the business. So this is more from the financial service provider's perspective. And then when we look at it from business perspective, uh, such innovations made by the financial service provider will mean more effective and efficient financial tools uh, in your business uh, more likely to be seen in the payment space. You know, you will see a lot more automation, uh, freeing up more time, doing away with a lot of uh, manual tasks mm-hmm. and tasks um, saving money. And then last but not least on the, on, the, on the third part would be for the customer. I think open banking will mean there will be more ways to borrow, spend and invest in money. You know, so, mm-hmm. so that's how I look at it. You know, there's a lot of good opportunities uh, be behind open banking as well you know no of course thank you and I, I think it's worth adding that there's a lot of people who, who for various reasons haven't been able to sort of really build up a credit score or, or, or borrow due to you know due to varying circumstances maybe because they've just recently moved country or you know or, or refugees you hear about or or otherwise people who just for, for whatever reason haven't borrowed or haven't had to to, to borrow much or, or you know for example those who've been paying rent for a long time and you hear stories where people might have been paying high amounts of rent re- regularly reliably every month 
which means because they've been high, paying high amounts on, on rent that they haven't been able to, to really save for a deposit and get a mortgage, for example. But they've actually, in some cases, been paying more rent than they would be if, if they were to get a mortgage and you know have proven that they've been reliably paying this. And, and open banking brings some benefits to, to these people because it's not just relying on their past, but it's also going into their bank and seeing what payments they have been making and, and, and getting a, a perhaps more comprehensive overview than they would just based on credit score. Do, do you see that? And do you see any other benefits um, uh, there? I, I do see. Actually, this is, this is what, I, what I call where, where the rules in the past, you know, based on credit decision has actually let many people down, you know. And that is a space where the open banking uh, guys can actually fill up, fill up the gaps, right? So I, I give you a, I mean, you, you brought up a good example about rent, mm-hmm. you know, that, that is, um, well, that is very, very close to many people's heart, actually. But, but rent is one thing. Have you ever seen people having uh, problems uh, paying their first mortgage, you know, in, 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 in places where you live? You know, I have friends who have a good salary, you mm-hmm. know, um, they, they, they pay a high rent maybe for the last 10 years. You know, they had little use of uh, credit products. You know, they, they do not even own a car and so forth. So maybe the only credit, uh, maybe the only credit that they, they took on could be a, maybe a mobile phone plan or maybe a, 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 a maybe a student loan or such you know so traditional credit checking system will you know let my my my, my friend down you know for, sure. for instance because they do not have access to sufficient data right. to understand their financial uh, situation uh, they have not taken out any financial products this also means that you know they do not have enough information for any credit checking bureau to give them any form of uh, maybe lending scheme and they are not confident that they are able to repay. But then if you look at the open banking uh, system, all right, um, it is powered by credit checking services, you know, and, and the data that is needed, for example, like rent, you know, you can see the rent payment maybe maybe being, being serviced for 24 months already. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see a constant uh, uh, a salary input into their banking system. Mm-hmm. You know, and all this consistency of uh, incoming and outgoing, you know, would, would then be a, a good model, you mm-hmm. know, to, 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 um, to lend some confidence to the lender. And, and, and that's how the, the, the wonder of uh, open banking is, is, is like, you know, for a lot of young couples, a lot of young friends, you know, that's how, that's how open banking can benefit them. Sure. No, thank you. And, and, Going on to the, the crypto ecosystem, how specifically do you see this benefiting people who are you know, either looking to get in, in crypto or who are already in the crypto space? You know, because traditionally it hasn't been easy for people to, to on-ramp from fiat and, and many banks have been anti-crypto and you even hear of, you know, you hear rumors of credit scores being affected because of association with crypto. And, and, and where do you see that, that on, on banking will impact people's either ability to, to get into crypto or, or, or their association with it? I think, I think these are like three different questions. No? So, <laughs> so maybe the first one that I will answer is um, uh, 
Okay, is this? I think if you if you look at the if you look at crypto projects, you know, I, I'm not going to name who again. Sure. But a lot of them are trying to say they are helping the unbanked, you know, to 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 get a crypto account, get a crypto wallet, and so forth. Um, that is actually not a not a difficult task. You know, you could always give people free money, and then they can start off with a small bag of crypto, and then from there, if they are able to grow it. Of course, you know, you know the the unbanked will become banked because they have a wallet that they can use, right? But on the flip side is that what after you have that wallet, how are you going to spend it, right? I believe you know maybe at places like where where I am, you know, in Singapore, your crypto wallet is not going to do too much, mm-hmm. right? You can't pay BTCs to buy a, you know, use a BTC to buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you know, sure. at least for the time. Not that, yet, you know. Not yet, not yet. No, of course, there are some conversion schemes that allow you to do that, but typically it's not very worthwhile to do it. You know, so so I think I think that's one part of it, right? The the what 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 crypto guys are trying to do all the time, the unbank, the whatever, and so forth. Okay, I understand. You know, I understand the story, but but if you look at the uh, uh, crypto a lot deeper, you realize that there is a DeFi as well, right? Mm-hmm. So when when there is DeFi, you know. That is also an intermediate role for the financial services uh, co- uh, companies that we talk about, right? So DeFi uh, can also help with the open banking. You know, it's an added layer, you know, to empower more people to use um, uh, DeFi or, or, or blockchain, crypto, mm-hmm. uh, uh, credit schemes or, or, or such, right? So this is one thing. And then the last thing is uh, you talk about traditional finance and crypto and how crypto can affect someone's uh, credit ratings. I do see that happening in US and mm-hmm. some parts of Europe. Um, but I don't think this is something that is going to happen or, 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 or maybe going to affect people's cre- uh, credit score for the long time. Once the authority understands how the whole crypto regime is going to work, where they can uh, uh, reproduce the tax you know, portion, I, I think they will be very open, you know, to, to, to all these uh, crypto earnings and uh, crypto uh, investments that, that, that they make and credit to their own account, you know, because if you, if you understand the whole, whole system, you know, that, that, that is in, 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 the, in, in, the, in the works right now is that, you know, whatever crypto earning that you, you, you can obtain, you know, if you are going to convert it into a fiat, you know, there will be tax. And if you're converting it into a fiat, you're actually putting it in the bank. Actually, the bank should be a lot happier, right? Versus, versus everything is all crypto-based systems where they can't benefit from it at all, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I still think that open banking and DeFi are very closely related. You know, um, if you, DeFi helps to fill up some of the gaps uh, in open banking, helps to facilitate some of these um, uh, schemes of payment mm-hmm. or lending schemes that are not not really that feasible, you know, in the in the credit world, you know. So that's how I really see it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Interesting, you bring up DeFi because many in the crypto space, and particularly in DeFi, are, are, are typically quite keen to to get away from traditional banking. You know what they class as tradfi all together and you know some would want to exist completely in the crypto world have have you seen large take-up for for sort of 
uh, access and on-ramping via open banking to your exchange, for example, for those people who have already been in the crypto space? Can you can you talk about the, what the demand has been on that side? I, I think when we talk about the uh, uh, crypto space from an exchange perspective, uh, our users are all KYC, right? So they are, you know, we know who they are. They provide a certain level of verification and they just trade using their crypto, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if you look at the other side of crypto, when we talk about DeFi, for example, um, I think the DeFi products are catching up, you know, uh, more people understood how DeFi work for them in the crypto space, but most of them cannot relate how DeFi is going to help them in the real life, mm-hmm. right? Because you could, you could borrow against your BTC, right? To get it, to get out more money, you know, just that you can spend in the real life. But the thing is, in, right in the first place, do you have enough BTC to make the borrowings? Right. right. So, so that, that, that is one, 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 one problem. And then the other problem is that those people who want to get into the DeFi system, you know, they do not have a proper bank account, right? If they do not have a proper bank account, it's also very difficult for them to transact in, mm-hmm. in, in, in crypto because how then you obtain your cryptocurrency if you cannot get any fiat, right? You cannot get your, the, the fiat connection and buy crypto using your fiat uh, uh, money, right? Yeah. So I still think the, the, the real, um, the real up, uplift you know, for crypto, open banking, DeFi would be when you see more DeFi products being bridged into the traditional space. You know, the DeFi world cannot just work within the DeFi space. You know, cannot work just within the crypto space. They have to first merge into the crypto, uh, the traditional space. Know, you know, know, know how to uh, add in a crypto element into the traditional finance space. You know, get the traditional guys into the crypto space, mm-hmm. vice versa. And then from there, the products will grow tremendously. And then when when the products grow tremendously, that that is a that, that, there will be a time where there'll be two separate financial systems, you know. One will be the traditional finance, maybe the CFI, you know, and then the other one will be the more uh, DeFi, decentralized finance. So I think, I think, you know, that's more of the future, but right now, as of now, it will be good for both to be mixed and it will be good to have both uh, CFI and DeFi working closely together right now. And, and again, we need, we need the open, open banking uh, uh, structure to to help facilitate DeFi as well. If not, how do you know whether you could actually rent or, or lend out the money to the to the person, right? So again, o- open banking kicks in. Sure, no, thank you. And can you touch on some of the security benefits that, that open banking brings? I mean, it's it's fair to say that some of the traditional credit rating agencies have been subject to, to more than one hack and obviously have controlled a lot of data and, and, and as we say have also limited who can access it but are there any other security benefits that you would say that open banking brings um for 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 those especially potentially for those in the crypto space i i, I think it's not about uh open banking versus uh, the, the the credit uh, 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 facilities or credit banking you know, uh, when we talk about security, it is about how the data has been stored, 
you know. So, so if the data is being, if, if it's a centralized uh, 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 banking, credit banking, for example, and if the credit banking is, is uh, stored on a centralized database where hackers can just go in, hack it, and then bring whatever things that they want, sell the data, you know, hack into different accounts and so forth, that, that is very easy because there's only one, one, one point of attack, you know, for the, for the, mm-hmm. for the hackers. But if today if you put your credit um, system onto a decentralized platform or onto a, onto a blockchain per se, right? Then the hacking will not be that easy, you know, and the hacking will not be that straightforward, you know? So my take from a security standpoint is where the data is being stored and how the data is being stored, right? So, so again, you know, uh, you know some 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 of these articles that I read before. You know they will say things like uh, open banking is more secure, uh, but it's not true. You know it depends mm-hmm. on where how you're going to store it, right? Your data. Yeah, that's how I see it, though. Yeah, no, thank you. And I mean, just as a, a last question, thank you for your insights so far. What do you see as as next for sort of open banking? A in terms of sort of helping the. The, the credit and, and lending space and especially regarding crypto platforms and crypto exchanging exchanges picking up this technology and, and, and using open banking. I think like I said, uh, open banking and crypto and DeFi, they, they should work very closely together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think using another way to look at it is, um, you know, what kind of opportunities do I see, you know, uh, about open banking, for example. So the, in, in, the, in the lending business, for example, um, it should be the starting point and the major point for for this open banking to to to, to first benefit everybody. And and in, in my words, it will be probably the first benefit uh, of such services as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for for everybody. So so that that is that's a very first step, you know, for for open banking. You know, they will bring in full scale revolution in the art of determining where an individual is likely to be able to repay credit yeah. you know, and, and allowing the sector to take a big leap from, mm-hmm. uh, from art to science, for example. And then for the credit modeling, you know, it is very data hungry and the, 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 the quality and recommendation analysis is available to the lender directly and correlated with the volume and mm-hmm. the quality of data available. So, so, if you look at both model, you know, um, what, what, I, what I do see is the, the middle ground, there will be a DeFi, uh, 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 maybe a DeFi player or a DeFi um, layer, you know, to, to bridge both. Why do I say that? It's because DeFi being decentralized, mm-hmm. the, the security portion is all being taken care of, right? Being, being on the blockchain also means that the quality of data available mm-hmm. cannot be changed as and when they like, right? Because if today you're in a, in, a, in, a, in a centralized system, today you can say you're a CEO, tomorrow you can say that you're a president, you know, you can change whenever you want. But mm-hmm. when, if you do this on a DeFi network, verify on the blockchain, for example, uh, based on your, 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 your finance scoring, mm-hmm all these scores can then be tabulated and, and it, it serves as a history, right? So if today you, you own $3,000 a month, you pay for ABCD, 
you know, then then all these things serve as a record and you can't change it because you are, you, everything's on the blockchain. So the blockchain la layer acts as a bridge and then the DeFi layer will act as a bridge for the open banking and credit bureau, you know. So it become a, it become a, more like, a, more like, I would still say more like a bridge, you know, for, for both to work closely together because not, is it is not so straightforward sometimes, you know, when we talk about credit decisions, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it is also not so straightforward to say that the open banking data is 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 uh, sufficient, right? Maybe even the rent the renter that you pay every month might not serve as a as a good variable or as good component, you know. Mm -hmm. So maybe DeFi can come into the place, right? Then DeFi would say uh, would give you an added advantage, you know, to 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 uh, track how uh, to track maybe your even your browser history you know for example how much um, <laughs> um, you know just just something off the cuff right so check your browsing history what sites you serve what things you have bought online you know are you paying it using credit card or if you are not paying credit card you know how often you buy it are you are you paying back all your loans all your credit cards based on that all these yeah. purchases online. I think I think DeFi can allow you to do a lot more innovative things, yeah. you know, uh, and that's not something open banking can really allow, you know, uh, 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 users to, you know, to to use such uh, such mm -hmm. um, variables to to determine your loan, right? Mm -hmm. So so maybe DeFi can 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 be the middle ground where people can do all these um, innovations, you know. Um, and then all the fun things, you know, that's how I see it. Yeah, no, exactly. And that is, is so true in the world of DeFi. There's so much happening and it's evolving so fast. But, you know, that saying you still need to on-ramp somehow for, for new users. And I can really see the appeal of, of open banking, especially for those newer users wanting to get into the space. And, and, right. and as you say, that there might be many more potential possibilities for it, such as, the data from converting rent payments into mortgage payments without other otherwise not having enough data so andy thank you very much for joining us hugely grateful to you for sharing again your expertise and experience um on this basic forward to, to speaking more soon and, and massive thanks to to plaid for uh sponsoring and bringing to us this, this series on open banking and looking at how open banking works in in the credit space uh, and especially for crypto companies. So huge thanks to, to Platt and again to Andy for joining us. No Thank this episode of Crypto Curry Club is brought to you by Platt. Platt.com. <laughs>